Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And hopefully you guys have been digging on all the stuff that we've been putting out. We have a really cool guest sitting on the couch. People on the couch. I fucking dig the couch. <laughs> I think everybody's been on the couch like since you made such a big deal about the couch. I don't think anybody's taken my Captain Kirk chair since then. You like that couch, don't you? I do. She was checking out to comfy. see if it was yeah. <laughs> actually <laughs> Captain Kirk chair. Nope, just a regular spinning chair. Yep. But I can be the captain. I think I would think I would make a great captain. Of Starfleet? I'm totally kidding. I would actually be a, a horrible boat? captain. I don't think I work that well under of intense a plane? pressure. Why? Well, it depends. It depends on what kind of captain we're talking about. I'm the captain of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> couch captain tonight. Couch captain. <laughs> well, hey everyone, it's Amanda and I am in my Captain Kirk chair, although our guest is taking the name of Captain. So we are hanging out with another RMT here who we will call Emily. And this might be an unprofessional or it might not. It might. It might not. Let's see where it goes. It might be her name. Might not. Might be. Might not. Right. And it could also. (laughs) (laughs) It's Emily. Full disclosure. It's Emily. (laughs) She is also a former student. So, you know, we were trying to decide, is this a where are they now episode? Is this a unprofessional hour? And we're just going to see where it takes us. I think that depends on how many F-bombs you drop. It's going to be a lot. Really? Fuck. Oh, well, it's an unprofessional hour. (laughs) You you didn't teach her as long as I did. She can she can drop the f bombs. Nice. You're All welcome. Right. You're welcome on our couch any day. Then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Before we start getting into questions and things, Emily, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody a little bit about you. What kind of work you do, etc. All right. Well, as you know, I'm Emily. We've already got that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've been yeah working as an RMT for about four years. And I work um, mainly with motor vehicle accident claims. Ooh, that uh, sounds not fun. No, it's great. And this is the time of year where s- shit starts getting busy for me. Yeah. As soon as the snow drops. Oh, Something that's- about that was like so, I don't know, sadistic the right word? Like people yeah, are getting sure. hurt. I'm making money. Well, yeah, like slip and falls and mm-hmm. like way more car accidents. Yeah, this is my time to shine. Nice, yeah, nice. Time of year yet. What were you doing before massage? I was a water buffalo farmer. A what? That yep. is a true story. Really? Yeah. What the? Okay, now you got to tell me because I don't understand. Okay, well, I worked on a water buffalo farm. Okay, well, milking wait, them. Wait, just let's slow this down. <laughs> Do you even know what a water buffalo is? No fucking clue. It's in it. It's some sort of animal. <laughs> it's like a really fancy cow. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you even and explain you, and that? And you milk them? Yeah. Um, mostly for special cheese for people in Toronto. Buffalo mozzarella is mainly what the milk is for, for like special restaurants here where people want their fresh buffalo mozzarella. So how fresh? Where was this farm? Sterling, Ontario. So wait, 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 I'm wait, wait. How do you even get into this in the first place? Like, is this a family business type of thing? Like when you live in a small town, you pretty much take any job that you can get. Ah. You know, like... You turn 18, like you're, you're done school and you, you work. That's just what it is. Because I was always under the assumption that if you're in a small town, you just do three things. You fight, you shoot pool, and you fuck. Like that's what I and thought. Farm. And farm. And farm. Oh, man. the fourth thing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'm learning stuff. I loved it. It was probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Other like I like this too, but just it, it didn't make enough money, so I couldn't so, continue with that. So tell me what your day is like when you're doing that job. Wake up at like four in the morning. I already hate it. Yep, right. (laughs) And you get up and you feed the babies and you go out into the field and you just hope that they don't all trample you when you try to get them into the barn. You get them in there and you just, you milk them, hope to get out alive. Fuck! (laughs) 
it's it's not it's not an easy job. It's dangerous it, for it, sure. It, it doesn't sound. I've, easy. I've broken many bones and toes and the things people do for money. Oh, but I loved it though. Just working with animals. All I think day you would have to. Yeah, you would have great. to love. Well, it's like any job. Like I, I have this conversation with clients all the time because people think that like what we do is gross. You know, really? you, t- you touch people all the time. And I always get the standard questions like, oh, do you touch feet? Do you have to like massage people's butts? Do you have really hairy clients? Do you ever have clients who smell? Do you, like people think, above, well, yes. yeah. And people think <laughs> what we do is gross. Whereas for me, this is just going to work, yeah. working on bodies. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seem disgusting or gross no. to me. Um, milking a water buffalo, however, yeah, seems kind of gross. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Well, yeah, and being covered in shit. Oh, like, my God. And it's two shifts, right? You got to go home like after the morning shift. And then so many showers to be had for sure. Does that smell live inside your nose like just constant? I think you just get used to it. <laughs> but people around you don't. <laughs> no. How was your social life when you were a water <laughs> buffalo farmer? <laughs> I think you can probably only date other water buffalo farmers. I I think that might be the way it you'd, goes. You'd be surprised how many guys kind of dig that. Really, eh? Yeah. Well, not the smell, but like just the idea, I guess, of it all. But yeah, like, again, though, I, I showered a lot. I pretty much took off my clothes at the front door. And, like, yeah. Ran because you don't want that in your yeah. house either. It was, oh, it's bad. See, I think I would just go buy a bunch of shitty clothes and then just throw them away. Just chuck them Twice away. Twice a day. Didn't didn't we <laughs> didn't we know a dude that did uh, garbage collection for the city? Did he used to throw away his clothes? If we're talking about the same guy i cannot imagine he would throw his clothes away he was just washing and probably as emily was doing showering a lot mm-hmm. hopefully yeah throw your clothes away after every shift though like, yeah that would be a little crazy two shifts a day so it's now you just leave them outside yeah but mark does everything based on convenience like he will eat something that he doesn't like over something he likes if the something he doesn't like takes no effort first of all you're making that sound wrong that's not really what happens that's correct what happens is this I'm stoned out of my fucking tree, right? It's at night sometime. No, I'm stoned out of my tree right. and I'm just hungry. And so I would prepare something, but it's just fucking horrible. But it's just because I'm hungry. Like I just want something quick and dirty, convenient versus whatever. <laughs> Gourmet chef over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. This one. <laughs> He'll just go for his grilled cheese. This, this one puts on like a fucking apron and a chef's hat. And I so don't even own an apron, which by the way, I realized no on know. Thanksgiving that I absolutely need an apron. Mm-hmm. Like, Instead of I'm, walking over and grabbing the tea towel constantly or yeah. washing your hands. And I totally and destroyed my clothes because I had like like turkey drippings like flying at me. Like, yeah, totally wrecked my clothes. I need an apron. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you wear gloves? Do you wear gloves when you milk those things? No. Oh, that's pointless. <sighs> so then that stink must stay on your hands forever. Because, like, listen, I massage a dude that smells pretty bad. I go home and my hands smell like that dude and they don't come off. Oh, really? Yes. I Again, find I find that happens I just a lot. Got used to it. I don't know. <laughs> I must have, but like even in the winter it gets so cold. Mm-hmm. Winter wasn't great. And I just see like I know this sounds weird, but your hands are so cold like I'd see a buffalo taking a piss down the line and I'd be in there like with my hands in there <laughs> just to warm them up, right? <laughs> It's freezing. I'm not gonna go. I know that's that's weird, it. Right? Episode over. Like you can't beat that. This she used awesome. to stick her hands in warm water buffalo pee. Oh, because it's the only thing like that, or get frostbite. Do you mind answering how much you get paid for a job like this? Uh, not enough. It was, it was a while ago now, though, right? Are we talking like a minimum wage thing, or yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, that's why she had to become a massage therapist because yeah. the water buffaloes weren't paying enough. How do you get introduced to massage therapy then? Well, I had a massage therapist because of all the pains that come with farming mm-hmm. and. 
it just worked so amazing. I don't know what to say. Like it always, it always helped. And I thought I'd want to, yeah, not a great story. I just thought I'd want to get into that and help people the way I was helped, I suppose. That makes sense. Can I tell you guys what I was just doing while you were talking? I don't know if you noticed me pick up my phone and Google. I had always heard the term country bumpkin, but I wanted to Google what bumpkin meant before I said it. Now I realize it's quite offensive. I I don't know what it means. I was about to say, you're quite a little country bumpkin, aren't you? But that means like an unsophisticated person. So I don't want to call you that. But but we're not though. That's the thing. Like it's the country culture. We're not sophisticated. Yeah, we're just yeah a bunch of rednecks. I guess that's where the term came from. I used to hear that all the time. Country bumpkin. You never heard that before. So what does bumpkin mean? What did you find out? Google tells me. And Google's always right. An unsophisticated or socially awkward person from the countryside. That sounds sounds about right. I'm not going to lie. She's like, well, you just described me. All right. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, but, you know. So this was in Sterling, Ontario, which I just learned is close to Belleville, you said? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the closest. Okay, yeah, Belleville, I know. And you ended up in my student clinic here in Toronto. Walk us through that process. Yeah, how the fuck does that happen? Just one day I just decide I'm not making enough. (laughs) Like I'm 25. I need to, well, not now. I was at the time. And I figured I'd just move to the city and lose a little bit of that bumpkinness. <laughs> you no, guys should, really, see, you guys should see her now, like all dressed up with like knee high boots and a leather oh, jacket. I dre- oh, I dressed like this then too. I just, you don't look like a country bumpkin. No, a lot of people say that. I got ridiculed a lot in the country for She's that. She's got like, like what perfect are you trying to makeup you? and her hair's blown out. I'm here with no makeup and my hair in a disheveled bun. I wore makeup on the farm when I went to work. Wow. For the buffalo? Yeah. No, for the fucking, appreciate it, the fucking rich farmers, man. Farmers make a fucking killing. Well, yeah, because you have to be rich to buy a farm. You need millions just to buy a farm. Yeah, that place is huge now. Like, I started off with them. I was their first worker they ever had. And now the place is, like, massive. That's yeah, insane. come a long way. I'm fascinated by this whole thing. Buffaloes? Just the whole thing, the whole idea of, like, because I've always, as Mark said, we've always lived in Toronto. We both grew up in a big city. It would have never been a thought that ever entered my mind to work on a farm because why would it? I, I lived in the city. I remember offending my university roommate. She was from a small town, uh, Blenheim, Blenheim, Ontario. And yeah, it's like Sterling. I've never heard of it. Right. It's one of those ones <laughs> it's you, just, you don't even drive through. The so biggest know. town close to it is Chatham. Okay. I don't know if you know where that is. I mean, it's, you know, somewhere between like London and Windsor. It's, yeah. you know, Southwest Ontario. And uh, I went to visit her in Blenheim and we were out shopping and the whole town smelled like manure and i said to her like oh my god i can't breathe here how do you live here it's not like that all the time well she yelled at me she <laughs> said where the fuck do you think your food comes from you think you walk into the the supermarket and that food was just magically put there by some kind of food like she was mad and i was like you're right like we should all respect farmers a little more i guess but uh yeah i shut my mouth right then because i offended her small town that smelled like manure well most small town people don't get offended that easily she maybe she had pms i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> but no it does a couple times a year it's really bad like when they're spreading it on the fields and it's not like that all the time though i swear okay but... i went at a bad time <laughs> sorry yeah. blenheim i didn't mean to offend you <laughs> Actually, she doesn't look at all like a country bumpkin either. She always had beautiful hair and makeup. I think I'm the one that should live in the country. I think maybe you just have like a really weird understanding what people from the country look like. Yeah, maybe. I'm expecting them in overalls. (laughs) 
I'm kidding. Yeah, but I'm you know kidding. what? What you're expecting is probably legit, though. Like, for real, I'm weird. I just, even when I'm in the farm, I try to look my best. I don't know why. I've just always been like that. But There's I'm, nothing wrong with it because you're doing it for you. Often. Usually you do see, like, plaid and overalls and rubber boots and mm. nothing but buns. Sounds like, a, sounds like a bar we went to in uh, Georgia on the way on the way to Florida one oh, year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was quite the sight. I think there was probably about I don't know, maybe eleven people in the whole bar. And but only they, seven teeth. Probably. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was quite the deal. So how do you find yourself in Toronto? at massage therapy school. Just thought I'd get out of my element and experience something else. I so guess. was I it like went to school anywhere, but yeah. I just thought So was it like, hey, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Toronto. I'm gonna go to the that badass city. Yeah, basically. Yeah? Yeah. Had, had you not? had you been to Toronto before that? Um just for like concerts or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Not to not for long term stays or anything, but I don't know. I was just getting myself out of my element and now nine years later I'm still here. Did you know anyone in Toronto before you came here? Did I want now? Did you know anybody here before you came here or did you come no. here all by yourself? I came here by myself. I didn't know anyone. I seem to recall when you were a student in student clinic that you were you live you were living with someone, no? Was it like a random roommate or did somebody come with you? It was a roommate that I found. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Like online. Because I couldn't remember exactly, but I did remember that you didn't live alone. No. Okay. I did. I did it first when I first moved here and I'm like, yeah, I can't afford this. The city's fucking expensive. Right. So then I found a roommate and then he came my boyfriend i was gonna say that and then i didn't want to <laughs> no that's fine is he still around um he's around but i'm thinking of moving back east really like back to the small town or just somewhere closer somewhere closer to family and friends and city people aren't that friendly i don't know it's hard and it's hard to meet friends when you don't have kids or when you work in when a you teeny tiny you know what though Tor- toronto city people aren't friendly no they're not no i think not. i'm like the most friendly person i know but it just in general i mean toronto is not like a nice place no, I know. like people are like and, and i first found this out when we went out east like i fell in love with going out east like how did we start going out there i think it was like one long weekend i was like let's just jump in the no that's not how it happened i have a buddy of mine that i was in uh, that i went to high school with and we used to just do a whole bunch of road trips and uh one day i called him up i'm like hey man do me a favor take the next five days off take work off for a week and he's like what are we gonna do i'm like listen i don't know man i'm gonna pick you up just bring some clothes and we're going to drive east until we hit water. And we ended up in PEI. Oh, and like, it was nice. a great trip, but I was so blown away how fucking nice people are out east. Like, it's insane no, how it nice. But that's what it's like in the country, too. Like, you drive down someone's road. They just wave at you if they're walking yeah. or driving because they assume they know you and everyone's Absolutely. just so, yeah. so friendly. I've been told, man, people in Newfoundland, they'll just invite you over to their house and shit. They do. They, and they talk to you like, exactly as Emily said, like they know you. So w- I was in Newfoundland when I was 21 and I'm walking down a street and there was these three guys, this was the best, standing outside of a bar. I'm not even certain if it was noon yet, but they're standing outside of the bar drinking. I'm like, why aren't you inside of the bar? <laughs> like, it almost looked like they brought their own beers and just yeah, stood outside of the bar. Yeah, it was for so social funny. hour, right? I can't afford to go in there. But yeah, but. I'm walking by and um, one of them just sees me. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. How are you doing? And then they just just started talking to me like as if. I knew them and I'm a tourist. Like I had never, I obviously never met any of them. And that was just normal. Like it became normal that as you're walking down the street in Newfoundland, like don't be an asshole. You have to say hi. Well, they're usually like Newfoundland and PI. It's all made up of smaller towns though, right? They're so small. Yeah. Small town culture. People are super friendly. People are. So when I moved here, 
I'm walking down the sidewalk and I'm like, hey. <laughs> and everyone's like, like, do I know you? Why why are you saying hello to me? <laughs> why are you looking at me like a crazy you? person? <laughs> yeah, basically. But I, I still did it. And once in a while, someone would smile and say hi, hi back. And it brought back my faith in Toronto humanity, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but, it's, there's, they're few and far between here for sure. Like, I mean, Mark always jokes about the fact that I just talk to everybody. I'm the person talking to the people behind me in line at the grocery store. No, me too. I'm the person I'm chatting <laughs> with somebody at the airport. Like I'm always talking to people. Yeah. Um some of them probably hate it. Like I'm I'm probably like wasn't there there was something oh oh how I met your mother we always reference how I met your mother on this show Teddy was, Westside yeah there was an episode of how I met your mother where Ted takes the bus and nobody wants to sit next to him because he just talks to them I'm like I'm probably that person because I, like I just people like that yeah I just I talk know. to everybody I'm friendly well, I have to be good. in a mood for that I can only take that if I'm like into the sauce or smoking something for the most the part. time you just ignore everyone so, have uh, you just met him he literally ignores everyone it's, all the it's, time it, i'm not ignoring <laughs> i'm just i'm not paying attention there's a big difference i think if i'm ignoring you that's a conscious decision to make mm. versus if i'm not paying attention then i'm just not paying attention there's a dad at our kid's school who's he's me but a dude like he's, <laughs> he's just like me like he talks to everybody can whether I tell you, or not they're listening can to i tell him. you what the greatest part about this guy is it's it's not like he comes up to you and he starts talking i feel like he's been talking already so by time he gets to you he's just going on with whatever conversation he had going on either with somebody else or in his head so it doesn't feel like it's just like this meaningless small talk because he's already in a conversation about something is he but married? He, he's married and i'm oh, actually i'm friends with his wife <laughs> and she She's a little more reserved, a little quieter. Like she chats with me, but she's a little more quiet. And uh, she always makes jokes to me how she wants to like break the barrier and get Mark to talk to her. No, it won't happen. Because Mark doesn't speak. And uh, no, you talk to her sometimes. But anyway, so her husband, he has conversations with Mark all the time. Only I don't know if he even notices that Mark's not talking back. Like he just talks. He's like, hey, Mark, how's it going? How's it going, buddy? And like has a whole and you conversation. Ignore him? No, I, I'm, I'm like. <laughs> You'd I'm, say like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Like I acknowledge he's talking to me. Um, I listen to what he's saying. I just don't, I don't have much to contribute. And when I don't feel like I have anything to contribute, I just really don't say much. So that's why like, I'm, 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 I'm super introverted that way. Uh, if it's not like a conversation about something, then I, I don't really like to engage in small talk, which I find is so weird because when I go to her parents' house, like I love your parents, they're great people. But you know, when I'm talking to your father, it hits the lowest common denominator of conversation yeah my dad which is to talk to you. which is so the weather's pretty good eh <laughs> like, you know, so canadian you, you he's know so <laughs> he's a newfie oh okay i didn't I, know you were a newfie that's why i'm friendly <laughs> but you know no, it's all making sense now. you know you got nothing to say when it gets down to the weather <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, my dad just tries so hard because my parents really do like Mark, even my siblings, like my brother, I sure hope so. my brother is so, <laughs> so introverted as well. He doesn't really speak much. And uh, right from day one, Brian would talk to you. I appreciate silence, though. Like we were at a cottage once. I, I that was It was a great time. We were at a cottage with uh, another couple that we used to hang out with a lot. And uh, 
the the ladies go to bed. I don't know why you guys went to bed because it was like three in the morning. Whatever the case up early is, with children probably. No, this no, was this, this was before children. Oh, yeah. So this was in the in the heavy boozing days. And so me and this other dude, like he laid on one couch, I laid on the other couch, and I had a boombox on my chest, and I was just playing music. We spoke zero, like not actually. A- at one point, um, his girlfriend came out of her their bedroom to see if the two of them had passed out because she heard no conversation. <laughs> they were both still awake. Just so silently, to tunes together. Yeah, not yeah. talking to each other. <laughs> and it was probably like one of the best nights I've ever had. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about yeah, Emily sorry, sorry, again. Sorry. Let's talk about, okay, so it's now you've fault. decided I'm coming to Toronto. I'm going to live with this random dude and eventually <laughs> date him. So obviously he was a pretty good dude or no, still he, is. No, he he's is. A good yeah, dude. he's a great person for sure. And then you... Would you hook him up with a friend of yours? I... Awkward. <laughs> uh, no, I would if I had one that was, I don't know, maybe his type. Okay, sorry. I interrupted that again okay so no all i was saying is so once you get here like did you choose where you were going to school before you moved here or did you move here settle in and then start looking around um yeah pretty much like i knew what i wanted to do i just wasn't sure and then you know where you guys were was just it was so close to where i was so i'm like screw it it's easy easy for me then you started school and i know you loved all your teachers i did so that made it enjoyable other than the teachers because you know we already know you loved us um How did you like school? Did you enjoy school? Did you find it really challenging? Did you find it easy? Um, no, it was challenging. I've never been good in school, like high school and stuff. I pretty much just like skipped all the time and didn't give a shit. I got a little bit of ADD going on. So it was, yeah, it was, it was challenging, but I did good-ish, no? I have no memory of anything, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember you in clinic and yeah, no, you, you were not, I mean, you've listened to all of our podcast episodes. You've probably heard me talk about some of the frustrating students when I was mm. doing student clinic. You were not one of them. Oh, thank you. So that's Would you nice. tell me if I was, though? Now yeah, probably right not. in front of you? No, I would. Okay. You'd, you'd have to hear it on another episode. You'd have to hear it on another <laughs> episode. Right. That Emily checked. forward to it. No, you were good. The clients liked you. You understood how to how to do your charting and stuff. So yeah, you were you were good. I'm a lot faster at it now. Yeah, Not. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, when you were doing it in student clinic, though, like I had to be sort of purposely anal. Like you had to fill out every no, no, little thing. No, that's good thing. That's and... what you're. That's what you're there to do. You got to make sure people know what's expected of them. And no, it's good. I appreciated it for sure. So once you started school and you get into it. Were you surprised at the difficulty of the program, or were you somewhat expecting that? I was surprised. Yeah. I, di- I didn't expect there to be so much involved, like all the little things, like like at the very beginning of the course, I suppose, like everything from like the molecular level, I guess. <laughs> like I just, I didn't think that was going to be needed. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a good push though. And I mean, I only failed, I think one thing, I think the whole class failed at your palpation class. Mm, that sounds right. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm everyone kidding. failed it. Not one person passed. Remember everyone made like a big stink about it? And I the office really they're like Emily, i don't come on we're gonna I'm like why we just we suck <laughs> we had a <laughs> shitty moment we all failed it so let's just do better and it's i didn't even go to their little their little meeting they, oh, they had. had a powwow against you Mark? i don't know i don't remember any of these types of things but <laughs> i, I told- oh, you weren't invited oh yeah, yeah. i totally <laughs> to believe powwow. it though yeah it sounds sounds like something that would happen yeah it yeah. sounds about right but not one person passed so it's like and it wasn't like it was super hard well palpation was quite hard but just do better next time and then we all passed i think the next time i did anyway and that's all that matters 
<laughs> Since this might possibly be an unprofessional hour, I told you off mic that I've talked about you specifically mm. on the podcast. Yes. When we've talked about weird happenings in student clinic. But I wanted to come out of your mouth because I was trying to recollect it. The one client that we eventually had to say can't see you anymore. Because, yeah, old man grinder. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone about the old man grinder? <laughs> right. How old are we talking about? <sighs> Jeez. He could have been her grandfather. For sure. Late 70s. Oh. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. He, se- he seemed like a sweetheart he at did. first. He was tricky. Good for him. Yeah. Well, the first couple times I treated him, everything was fine. I wasn't expecting it. And then one day he came in and, you know, I'm doing my thing, treating him. And he's like, yeah, it was a little too much grinding going on. Um, he was in the prone <laughs> position. And I'm like, am I hurting your back? <laughs> I thought maybe I was doing something to hurt him. I don't know. And the grinds got more and more. Oh, God, reliving this. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, (laughs) And then it just, then you know, a little bit of shake at the end. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And then as soon as he said, I'm sorry, (laughs) I knew like that my intuition was kind of getting right as to what was actually going on. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, get up. I'm like, roll up your own sheets because I'm not touching those. And uh, yeah, just get dressed and then I went and talked to you about it and I really like I didn't even know what to say because so I spoke to Emily after and I was like okay so was he being inappropriate (laughs) was he touching him and she's like well no I could see his hands like there was no touching he didn't need his hands he was grinding into the table so I just said to him like that's obviously like not okay it's not what we do you've been here before he was very apologetic to me almost seemed embarrassed and I said you should be (laughs) I said you know really I should probably ban you from coming back like if you're going to rebook again um, I'm going to book you with one of the male therapists. I don't think any of the female therapists are going to feel comfortable seeing you after that. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then he started seeing one of the male therapists and he came every week and there was never a problem did ever he, again. Did he come every week? Oh. <laughs> or was it just for me? Just for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that was an awkward conversation. Good for you, mid-70s man. I know, Am, right? am I the only why, one that thinks this? That's why I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, can you even? I'm like, no, you're too old. I'm like, is he? Imagine, is he? Imagine oh. you, you gave him life life again (laughs) maybe it was your massage that uh... maybe maybe something good came out of it I don't know if he he hadn't apologized to her like right when it happened like I just remember when she came and told me and I said well what do you think like do you think that that was intentional do you think we should ban him and even you were like I don't really think he's creepy or I didn't think he was creepy like I don't know like we didn't know what to do with him when I was a student so it was all just like it's weird that he even had the balls to oh, empty he out. The balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in a student clinic when all there is is like the yeah. curtains. Like there's no actual rooms. Is or... he, okay, I, I just need to picture him a little bit. Don't ask me why. I need to picture him a little bit. He, he was he, very he... short. Tiny. Um, tiny little. Uh, <sighs> slim. I want to say like East Indian. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. See, um, this is so not what I pictured. Bald. By the way. No. I, I no. remember him bald. Was he bald? Yeah. Well, yeah. Very thinning. Yeah. Very like little thinning hair. kind of hair. Um, very like meek and quiet and like uber respectful. Like I, it, I was always addressed as like, hello, ma'am. How are you? Like he was really, really, I, I was shocked to be honest with you. And that's why I think the two of us kind of took it as like, maybe he got too excited and it was, you know, he didn't mean to do that. And he did apologize and he seemed really embarrassed. So I said, you can come back. He didn't, again. he didn't mean, he didn't mean to shoot off a load. He meant uh, to he, grind he, into the table. I know. Like no, there, there had to have been an end, an end in sight for him. Like you'd think they were. Just... Yeah. Well, anyway, he, he continued know. to come back and see one of the, the male students there every week. And 
I, fo- I would follow up with the other student, like mm-hmm. anything. And no, he was. No, because he's off jerking off in the car. Oh, Jesus. Could have been. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, mess up your I, own space. <laughs> I pictured someone completely different, man. Well, there what was. What were you picturing? Yeah. I pictured like a, a tall white dude um that's coming up you know you know what i'm i'm actually that's that's coming that's up that's coming up we have like, another I'm, story like, like i'm thinking about i'm thinking about like older active white dude formerly like you know white collar ceo type that's what i was picturing you know i'm gonna go play tennis and golf after this kind of thing oh that's more like the next one well, yeah, close but different so the next one i wasn't was... thinking short little bald indian man ones that surprise you <laughs> the other story that i've talked about in the podcast before again referencing you was there was an older um italian man oh, he, yeah, wasn't, he was italian he wasn't too. super active he was really into motorcycles and convertibles maybe he's my friend <laughs> <laughs> the first time he came in i overheard him telling this is actually the first time he came in I was a student because I was originally his student therapist and I overheard him saying that he only wanted to see a female therapist and they allowed that and when he was speaking to me he said oh I hope you don't take offense to that like he basically like set it up as I'm not a creep he said (laughs) I'm I'm in my late 60s a man has never touched my body in my entire life and I just don't want to start that now like Okay. Mm. He was never inappropriate with me, never, like nothing weird. He did used to call me sweetheart all the time. And yes, that's inappropriate and unprofessional. And maybe if I wasn't a student, I would have said something, but I never took it that way because he never acted other than saying like, hey, sweetheart, how are you? He never acted inappropriate. So I treated him while I was a student nothing. Would he talk like this to the staff of the school too? He did because he used to even address yeah, some of the reception staff okay, and okay, stuff. Okay. It was just the way he spoke. Like he'd say, "Hi yep. honey, hi sweet." Like that's how he spoke. Yep. So anyway, um then when I came back to be clinic supervisor, so now a couple years have gone by that I haven't been a student, and Emily got to be his therapist, and he Yay. only wanted to see Emily. He basically told me that he replaced me with Emily. <laughs> Uh-huh. Lucky me. That's why I tell Mark about him. I set it up. Tell Mark about him. Um, I don't know. He's see, I get guys like that a lot even now. So it's just I don't know. Again, it was weird because I was a student, right? So it was my first experience with it. And he always wanted to be in that room. He never wanted to oh, be. Oh, the hardwalled rooms? Yeah. Yes. He didn't want to be behind the curtains. But he didn't grind on the table or anything. Maybe you weren't the student then that he forced to work on his hernia scar. Oh, no, that was me. Okay. No, that was me. Well, I guess I kind of <laughs> told I'm, the I'm story. Like, I'm like, never mind. I remember now. I, I, I totally forgot about that till now. Yeah, he always wanted, yeah, frictions and stuff on this old ass hernia scar. And I'm like, dude, like, there's nothing you can even do for that now. But, you know, again, I was a student and I was just, I don't know, aiming to please, I guess. So there I was. Oh, God. You just, it's like at a therapy session where you're just like bringing up old. (laughs) And now she's going to leave here with PTSD. I'm sorry. I almost forgot about all these things. Oh my God. It wasn't that bad though, except for the fact that once in a while he'd like pull the sheets down. He's like, no, like further down. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not where your scar is, buddy. Like, no. And I tuck it all uh... in at the sides, like the sheets. I'm like, stop touching the sheets or I'm moving you into one of those rooms with just like the curtains. Yeah, yeah, the curtains. But yeah, he only wanted to see Emily and he would want her to work on the hernia scar, <laughs> do which. You think, do you think he, he used to have conversations with the old Indian man? <laughs> <laughs> Right? Oh, God. The two of them would go out to their cars and talk about their session. I think so. 
<laughs> see how uncomfortable we can make Emily today. Oh, you poor thing. I'm I sorry. Know. And it's not, and it hasn't stopped. Still, I just, I deal with it probably a little better now because now at this point, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what is up with these old dudes that just think, you know, maybe they think they have nothing to lose. I don't know. <laughs> but it's never like a good looking guy. Not that I'd pursue that anyway, but it's never like, but if it's going to happen, you feel comp- you're just like, Oh sweet. Like, <laughs> no, it's always old dudes and hairy dudes. And <laughs> <laughs> you almost seem sad by this right now. It is a little, she is a little sad. I think. It starts to question, like I question myself. It's like, what is it about me that like, they sense the country in you. That's why. Oh yeah. But <laughs> like bumpkin. I said, I, I treated this older Italian guy for, the duration of being in student clinic and, the, and he never did any, the one thing is he would always say he was hot and he'd pull the sheets down below his nipples oh, and yeah, I would he just always did that. but I mean he didn't go low like he wasn't trying to get me to work on his hernia scar which was far too close to his bits that I didn't want to be touching he never did that he I, and like I said the only thing was he used to call me sweetheart and then there was another student who then caused a huge stink about that and so then that's when he got in trouble is you can't call the therapist sweetheart and I was the one that had to go talk to him and I'm like fuck he called me sweetheart for like two years I never said a thing and now I'm the clinic supervisor and I was like okay hey, listen you got to stop calling my female therapist sweetheart it's unprofessional and he was actually um he was actually kind of sad when I said that to him he's like I don't mean anything by it and I'm like I believe you but yeah. You, you can't say that but yeah the hernia scar that was a little a little much I'm a little old it's an old hernia scar like what do you expect me to do you just wanted your hands there this? yeah well no maybe you have sure. really nice warm hands and maybe i didn't i don't know maybe oh, no. should, I, should I be me? sad that he never yeah, asked me to work in his say, how does that make you how does that make you feel <laughs> well, you must have scared him i mean i mean i was too friendly i don't know but after he gave me his number and told me to give him a call whoa what i, I, I didn't la- even know that part I, I laughed at him i'm like no Wait, I did hell. not even oh, know no. that. Well, he never came back to me again after that. How does this? How does this even go yeah, down? I want to hear this. Sound? I never heard that part. No, he just before he left, like he just handed me his, his number on, on a piece of paper. Like he it's wrote like, down his number. Yeah, and like, and he's like, like call me. We can like go out sometime. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm good, thanks. And then yeah, he never came back after that. So well, yeah, he just got rejected. Wow. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, it was a good day mm. for sure. Interesting. The old men like the country bump. I think so. Because really, Emily and I are both very tall white women. I mean, what's missing? I'm not a country bumpkin. I don't know. It kind of no. I was gonna say it kind of <laughs> kind of comes can, out a little I bit, but no, because like, like you said, it, you said it's unsophisticated. <laughs> so never mind. I can be unsophisticated. I am sitting here with no shoes on, so I'm probably the least sophisticated in the room. I like Dude, my. You little... got kids. You probably just forget. Yeah, I like grab. I your like shoes. my toes to. I like my toes to breathe. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> winter, so let them breathe while they can. All right. So now that you're not a student, you said you still get a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the most awkward or the most weird thing that's happened since you've been a RMT and how you dealt with it. Wait a second. I I want to know a couple things okay. before before we go off of this. You were dating the. I know. I keep coming back to the dude you were dating him while you were in massage school yeah you were in massage school before you guys started dating or um no how did he feel about the whole massage thing did he have any issues with it at all no that was never an issue would you come home and tell him about these weird things that happen in student clinic yeah and and his response would be he'd usually laugh at me okay so it's like a, it's <laughs> like, like a joke. that sucks to be you <laughs> basically gotcha gotcha no it's not like jealousy no like he wasn't like let me go kick their ass or anything he's just like oh that sucks 
<laughs> sucks for you. Well, I just wanted to know, like, the the weirdest thing like that that's happened since you've been a registered therapist. I get asked out quite often, at least probably like once a month or something. But that never would have happened with the buffaloes. No, right? See, that's why I liked it so much. They just, you know, <laughs> let me tug on them and just didn't expect anything else. <laughs> Um, did have a guy once. He didn't mean to be creepy. Actually, it wasn't even creepy. It was more funny. But he was uh, doing renovations on his kitchen. He was really excited about it, and he wanted to show me like pictures of his renovations or whatever. And you know, sometimes like on an iPhone, you be looking at a picture, all of a sudden it does this crazy thing, and you're scrolling, and you end up on another picture. Mm-hmm. So there was so it ended up on a on a dick pic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he did that on purpose. Uh, no, because like I was even watching it, did do actually that crazy shuffly thing that it does either it he has a the... lot of dick pics or that was the yeah, oh, best so coincidence random, right? in the world <laughs> so my reaction was just like oh oh all right and he's like that's not mine and I kept why going. do you have somebody else's well, dick that, on that's, your... that's, that's what i was thinking i'm like oh i'm like i'm pretty sure it is um not impressive so i see why you'd want to oh, pin it on someone oh. else. maybe maybe he's a grower not a shower oh it could be it was grown <laughs> so so you should see the look of disappointment. <laughs> but he was just like, it's not mine, which again made me even laugh even harder. I'm like, so you just have like I didn't say it, but I'm like, so you just got pictures of other guys' dicks on your phone. That's great. I know he's married and stuff too, so maybe it was just a gift for his wife when she was at work or someone else. I don't know. I was just like, well, I hope the renovations go good. I'll see you in a few weeks. Did he come back in a few weeks? Um, he did. Okay. So it didn't make things awkward after you saw no. his, sorry, not his dick. Yeah, his dick <laughs> yeah. Why would it be awkward? It wasn't mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Just, so yeah, that, that, that was odd. Um, I haven't had anyone like grinding or anything. You always have those dudes though that want to kind of show things off. Like, you're like, okay, get under, like, the sheets, blah, blah, blah. And you come in and they're just still standing there. And like, See, I have never had that happen. I'm starting so. to get upset. Maybe I need to start wearing makeup to work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's never what you want to see, though. No, it's I know, always, I know. Yeah, this one guy once that uh, he decided halfway through treatment he wanted his glutes worked on, too. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to leave the room because he had jeans on still. I'm like, I'll leave the room, let you remove, like, your jeans or whatever. And he's like, no, it's fine. And just pulled his pants right down, like exposing his really hairy, pimply ass. <laughs> like See, it's always those ones. It's never a nice butt that's flashed to me. It's always, it's always the pimply, hairy ones. Maybe our job is gross, <laughs> right? <laughs> the buffaloes are seeming more and more appealing. Not too much makes me uncomfortable or embarrasses me, though. I'm just like, oh god, not another one. And you, you came across as the exact opposite as a student I always thought you were like a little shy you were very but you just can't read quiet people right like you were pretty quiet you didn't talk a lot you weren't one of the people sharing (laughs) all of your life stories with everyone you just came in you did your shit and you left no I wait to do that like online for everyone else to listen (laughs) (laughs) well no because I was there to focus and learn right I wasn't really there to make make friends friends yeah talk to everyone and I don't know so you must have hated me as a clinic supervisor too I would talk to all the students like when they were not treating someone I just that's why I knew the story and I knew that she farmed buffaloes because Mm. I would ask people about their lives. Why would I dislike you as a supervisor for that? 
I don't mind. Like, I'm an open book. It just, if you don't ask, you don't know. No, I knew the things. <laughs> I asked the questions. Oh, I get it. I get it. You're like that. You don't offer up information unless somebody asks for it. Yeah, never. I tell people things just they don't want to hear. no one really hear. wants to know. I just assume no one wants to know about my life. No one wants to know about buffaloes. No, that's Apparently that's they do. So. <laughs> they really do. That's interesting as fuck, yeah. yeah. Have you ever had, okay, so you work mostly with MVAs. That's something I've never really done, mostly because I'm not interested in it at all, to no. be honest. It's not something I want to have any part of. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of RMTs just get scared away at the idea of having to be associated with OCF forms and everything else. But if you're working in a clinic that I don't have the, to do exactly with that. the physio and <laughs> right. physio and chiro street. Like when I worked at a I worked at a rehab clinic and it was fucking great. I saw a ton of MBAs. Everyone's like, Oh, you get paid so much less for MBAs. I'm like, big fucking deal. You get paid a little bit less, but I'm not doing full one hour treatments and my day is fucking stacked. No, they're all half hours. Exactly. I'll go in there and do sixteen half hour treatments and this place used to cut me a check at the end of the fucking day it was great yeah see not for me but good for you guys there's that's why there is space in this industry for everyone there's somebody who likes doing that stuff that i want no part of when you get like mva people do you feel like you get the same kind of people or do you meet the most random assortment of people yeah the second everyone's different i don't know well yeah you can't really predict who's going to get in a car accident no or what happens to them a lot of like obviously neck yeah the same type of treatment and, that you're mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, when i was working doing a lot of mbas most most of the people that come in and off uh, at least where i was working off uh, an auto claim nothing really fucking wrong with them i do yeah i do get a lot of those that are just kind of milking it and you know they're milking it. Yeah. Do you, do you put that you. in your notes? Like if if you really feel that somebody is not injured, do you say that? I do. Okay. I do put that in there. If I feel like their time is like there's, I've done all I can do mm-hmm. and that things are doing better, then yeah, I definitely put that in there especially to the really annoying ones that i don't want to see anymore <laughs> we're done here thank you <laughs> i feel like You're that done. happens a lot with mvas too you end up seeing a lot of annoying people that you just like fuck i wish i, I don't have to do this right now the one more man. so than when i'm dealing with extended health benefits patients the one man that i consistently talk about when we do unprofessional hours that i couldn't stand you know the one who used to make inappropriate jokes or offer me you know marriage advice or whatever oh my God, I he was he was a mva client and he was one of maybe five that I've ever dealt with Mm. and when he finally like I'm putting in quotes like got better or like you know when there was as you said nothing more I could really do for him I was thrilled like Mm -hmm. we're yeah we're done here thanks I'm still waiting for that for mine I have one woman that I just every time I see her name I'm just like no what's wrong with her uh, she just takes a little piece of my soul with her every time I treat her. <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> she's, just, she's draining. She she just thinks she's the most amazing woman that ever walked the face of the earth. Everything she does is amazing. She has to tell you about everything she does that's so great. And her kids are great. And everything she touches is great. And I'm not married and I don't have kids. So that's like a big issue with her and... She's like, she's like, well, you're getting old. She's like, how old are you? You're younger than I am. No, I'm older. 
Are you sure? Uh, maybe. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> right. Well, I'll be 35 on Thursday. You're younger than I am. Oh, am I? Well, that's the thing. And she's like, well, you have your kids. You already, you already got going. Because <laughs> I don't want any. I have no desire for children. Oh, and that's her all. issue. And she's all like, because when I was with my ex, she's all like, you've been with him that long and he won't even marry you. <laughs> like all this other stuff. People are so like, what's, fucked what's wrong are with so you? fucked up. Like, why, why do you, you have a motherly gene? Why don't you? Like, there's something wrong with you. She's like, I'll hook you up with a nice Jewish boy. Are you Jewish? No. I didn't think so, country bumpkin. She is. <laughs> she is, but I'm, I'm like, <laughs> she keeps saying she's going to hook me up. I, you need a nice Jewish boy. I think a nice Jewish boy probably wants a nice Jewish girl. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. It's fucked up. Like, what? what is with people? They just come up and fucking say shit like that. I don't know why people like, what have you, the right to tell what if you, you have can't a can't have kids? No, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I almost, like, a couple times I thought about even saying that, but I'm just like, I don't want I, I either, really but... kind of wish you would have, because I think some people do need to be put in their place when it comes to forcing your beliefs and your lifestyle on other people like let people live how they want to live it's not affecting you it's none of your fucking business um i actually have a a a couple friends that um that they don't want kids and they're they're not vocal about it in that they broadcast it but if people do ask them because they've been married for quite some time and if people do ask them so you know kids in the future um they straight up say like, no, not it's not a discussion we're having. What people don't know is that there was a time that they had thought about it, found out that the chances were very unlikely, decided, yeah, we don't even want to go through the stress or go down that road. We're happy. We like our life the way it is. We love traveling. We're good. And they threw the idea of having kids out the window. Well, not only that, it was probably not the easiest thing to deal with if that if that at the moment they well, wanted exactly. to have kids and now that they find out that they can't. But that's what I mean. And now, so all of these people that are continuously asking them, anytime I'm in the presence and I hear people say to them, so what about you guys? You're going to have kids? I'm like, just shut the, like, don't even ask that question. It's none of your fucking business. And if they are going to have kids, let them tell you. Let them tell you, hey, guess what? We're having a baby. You don't need to ask somebody. Are you going to have kids? Do you plan to get married? Lots of people don't ever plan to get married. Yeah. I really wish I would have lied to her now and I could avoid this every week or every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, she's like determined to get me married and on the freaking Oh my goodness. The baby bandwagon. I'm like, no, I'm like, I just am not I don't got that motherly instinct or I don't know. I just I'm not You should not. really start I mean, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone and I like that you're not even trying, but you should really start talking about all the free time you have and all the sleep you get and all the parties you go to and all the extra money you have because you don't have to pay for no, kids' right? fucking activities. Yeah. And um, I'm great I'm jealous of you right now. I get so. to poop alone. I get like all those things <laughs> that you, <laughs> like, you totally <laughs> take for granted, right? Like I oh, have yeah, I good. have a lot of respect for women that know that they don't want kids because I feel like society still you would think in 2019 this wouldn't be a thing but I feel like society still puts so much pressure on women especially in and around our age right like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're supposed to be older, a mom right you're getting old <laughs> you're supposed to be a mom you're supposed to no it's not for everybody and you know like I said I have friends who don't want kids and I'm like well good for you because your life will never be the same again and either you're okay with that and you want that and you want something different or you really like your fucking life and you don't want to change it and good for you yeah so weird i hate people (laughs) sometimes i get it it's not even like like i ask my my youngest daughter all the time she's two mind you but i 
ask her all the time, like, <laughs> are you going to take care of me when I'm old? And ever since she can talk, she's always been like, nope. So, <laughs> oh, really? So that backfired. Like, she's feisty. That's yeah. the only thing I think about when it comes to having kids. Like, but who's going to like look after me? Yeah, well, she flat out tells me no. Well, and that's... But she will, though, hopefully. Well, and that's the thing, though. Is you, never really, so. you never really know. We still got another one. <laughs> hopefully she will. Yeah, and our older one is the sweet one. She'll take care of you. How old is she now? <laughs> she's five. Oh, wow. It has been a long time. She is the sweet one. Let's be honest. I'm not saying that I favor one over the other, but she's the sweet one. And the little one is a little firecracker. <laughs> and I like that. I will never have to worry about that kid. The yeah. older one, she's sensitive. And, you know, I got to make sure she's okay. I have to be careful how I speak to her. She gets she gets offended easily. She worries if she thinks that she's upset me. Like she's very sensitive. That oh, one at that age already. Yeah, wow, they're so, quite complex at five. Who would have thought? Eh? I know. Who would have right? thought? <laughs> they got I these things were so simple back then <laughs> for kids that age. Playing the sandbox, <laughs> treats, watch movies. Life's good. I don't know if you can do all that with kids anymore. You can do whatever they're you want. They're not allowed to play in sandbox. I don't anymore. think you could throw them in front of the TV anymore. I don't know. We throw them at the TV. We, we, we do it all the time. <laughs> them, like, I was gonna. I was like just looking at him like. Um, I'm pretty sure our kids watch Peppa Pig like every day. Yeah, TV, TV's where you learn shit. I'm a fan of that. I believe that. You Let's... believe in Peppa Pig? Yeah, well, yeah, because I was actually just like singing a Peppa Pig song coming out of my truck today after having a cigarette on a break. That's weird. And it was a song about like, you know, peace and harmony in all the world. And I was like, yeah, I know the song. Exactly. And I'm like, kind of, I'm learning shit. I kind of dig this. Nice. Yeah. See, you learn shit from fucking TV. Yeah. Let's not get into a debate about screen time though. Cause there's going to be people who are saying too much screen time, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty see, sure. That's why I don't have them. That's where my kid would live in front of the TV. You know what? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Cause I wouldn't want, I wouldn't I'm, know what to do with them. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I can, I will bet good. the farm, bet the farm. I will bet the farm <laughs> that my eldest daughter has learned more watching fucking television than she has in the year and half of school that she's been in it's quite informative though the kids shows though these days actually all yeah. the time there's a lot of counting and yeah um mark's mother friends. fun fact told me that both of her kids so mark and his older brother learned their alphabet from sesame street she will be the first to tell you like i didn't teach them their letters they learned it from sesame street yeah it's way more colorful and more exciting than hearing your mom like a b c <laughs> no you need like big fluffy birds and stuff to tell you about it fluffy Totally. Not fluffy, but I think he's fluffy. Um, is it fluff though when they have feathers? He's a giant bird. It yeah, could true be. That. It doesn't even matter. It could be fucking <laughs> cotton candy. Like, it's not real. <laughs> they have a new character on there, I noticed. Not that I watched Sesame Street or anything. I just saw a thing about it. Yeah, there's a new character whose mother is like addicted to benzos or something oh i heard this yeah, on the radio on facebook actually why are you shaking your head I, I i mean i know that uh sesame street a few years back added a character with autism yeah and i loved that idea you know to show like differences with children i didn't read the article so i'm trying to understand this idea and how you're going to explain to children having a friend whose mother is addicted to drugs like i i'd like to see how they're gonna do it it's real it's reality i just would like to see how that's going to happen i could visualize the the child the child that was on the spectrum like i could understand how they would portray that character and how they'd portray that character interacting with other people and the adults explaining to the other kids like you know this is why she does things differently this how are they going now. to do this with this drug addicted mother i i'd be interested maybe the drug addicted mother is actually never on isn't i mean this because is she's this, always in bed yeah well this is isn't <laughs> sesame street's way of bringing up opioid crisis i assume and it is a crisis right? it is a problem mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot 
lots of kids wonder why their moms or their dads or whatever. So I guess it's a good idea. I just think oh, Sesame this is Street making me is so come. sad. Why is it making you sad? To know that there are so many children. The fact that Sesame Street felt the need to do this, to know there are that many children who have to go home to parents who are like, space cadets addicted to drugs like that's a terrifying thought to me that there's so many kids who don't have present parents this is not even a new thought so you know it's sesame street doing it now is actually kind of cool it's not i mean it's it's the same it's the same way when mr rogers brought in the uh the black mailman into his into his pool oh my god this was a huge thing yeah but mr rogers was like okay mr mailman you know it's a hot day outside take off your shoes and join me and put your feet in the waiting pool with me and this was unheard of shit like Mr. Rogers was a big fucking pioneer with that shit. But again, yeah. that I can understand. It's the same concept. You have, you have a five-year-old. Can you imagine having a conversation with a five-year-old about drug addiction? I can imagine having a conversation with a five-year-old about differences in abilities and about autism. Okay, that I can understand. I can imagine having a conversation with a five-year-old even about race and differences in skin color and whatever. But to have a conversation about drug addiction... I want to see how they do it because I don't know how I would address that with That's my kids. That's why you need to I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that, that could have been the same conversation back in whatever year Mr. Rogers had, had the was. dude. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like, and well, they, then how and do you bring this And the mothers probably up? felt the way I do right now. Like, I don't I don't understand this. I don't yeah, know how. Now that it's out there. How am I going to explain it? <laughs> I got to yeah. read more about this. I want to know more about yeah, this. Yeah, we got to learn more later. How do we start talking about Sesame Street? Anyway, right. Kids, back I think. to your Back to your, <laughs> your client. And he's trying to force you to have babies. Um, if you're listening for some reason, lady, which I don't know why you would be, um, just live your own life. You know, do your thing. Well, she does. She loves herself. She loves herself. She, oh, right. She Everything's is the great. Most amazing thing in the world. She does. <laughs> like we even got out of the elevator. Like I met her. I was going up to work, and she was going up for an appointment. I'm like, great, there she is. But like she's, and I got in second, so I'm closest to the door. And as soon as like the elevator opened, she pushes through me to go. Like that's what type of person she is. She just thinks she's just the world revolves around her it's little things like that like i was right at the door but she had to push through me to get out first like because she comes first wow with everything is she a not that this is relevant to her behavior but is she a stay-at-home mom or is she like an executive somewhere like what does she do she has like a bachelor's and like english literature and a bunch of like because she goes on about that and stuff but i don't think she works no she makes jewelry like really cheap crappy plastic jewelry and sells it for a fortune i don't think she thinks she's the best i think she feels she has to prove herself because she has she has an education that 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 she's not using she has kids she feels everybody else should be having kids because that's what she did and i i think she feels the need to justify her life and her choices and to make herself feel important i don't think she thinks she's important i hope there's something deep about her because <laughs> like as far as I know, like no, there's nothing deep about this woman. But I hope you're right. Hope she's got some. Hope there's some reason why. Now I understand she why like she sucks your soul. I yeah, it's hard to deal with. No, she just nitpicks at everything and just everything, even like the way like my treatment. But it's not just me. Like the chiros and physios and stuff, they all have the same issue with her. Her husband's a chiropractor, so she's just she thinks she knows just everything. Oh Jesus, too and. 
you're not doing it right. You're not a trigger point. No, the trigger point moved a few inches and it's all like, no, you got, and it's just, she's always guiding everything that I do for half an hour. It's only half an hour a week though. I this is this. so not my person. I would be like, I can't fucking deal with I'm this. I'm the only one that will deal with her. I'm the one that deals with the people that no one else wants to deal with. They all end up with me because I'll take one for the team. I don't mind. I'm like I'm done taking stuff for the team. I'm done doing things that I don't want to do. I'm done dealing with people that I don't want to deal with. I'm I'm done dealing with people. No, for sure. Because either you want to do this or you don't. Yeah. Want to do oh, this. don't even get me started. Oh, can I please tell this one? It's so sure, fun. you tell this there one. There was somebody that actually reached out to us, really wanted the opportunity to come on and speak. And it was a little unclear about what he even wanted to talk about. Like I was going back and forth with him through messages and I was like, you know, love the enthusiasm. Love that you're a listener. I much prefer to have people on who've listened before because I'm like yeah you understand you know you know what you're coming in to, to do right and um, anyway we went back and forth for a while and I said okay sure we will set this up um, it turned out that I was unavailable to record the day that we had set but Mark was still available so I let him know that like you know it's just going to be you and Mark I'm I'm not available anymore and he was cool they did the recording. Mark described it as pulling teeth to get this guy to talk. And so we were both really confused. Like you wanted to come on, but he had nothing that he wanted to talk about. But then some of the stuff he said actually was valuable. Like he did, he he, it did end up being a decent episode, but it wasn't one that fit with what we were putting out at that time. So we held it for about a month and a half. And then Mark sent him a message and was like, okay, your episode's coming out next. And he responded back um, after Mark had put in hours of editing, gets this thing ready to go. It's published. Like it's all, it's, it's cleaned up. It's ready to go. Yeah. And he says, um, can we just not use that one? Because I have better things to say. Can we re-record it? Oh, jeez. And did you? No, I, <laughs> I was livid though, because I'm like, did you air it? Or? No, no, he asked us not to. So we didn't, but I was just yeah. livid. Oh, we should just to fucking spite him. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it if sounded he, boring anyway. If he doesn't want it aired, he's, but this is the thing is it started out difficult, but as I said, it, it eventually, he did have some quality things to say. We were going to use it. We were going to put it out, but I was just more pissed. I'm like, you had a month and a half or more to contact us and say, please don't. You first let Mark do all of this work and mm -hmm. do the editing and publish it and whatever. Then to say, don't put it out and let me re-record it because I have more interesting things to say. Yeah, see, like, like I, I was I wasn't, just I wasn't down with his logic or his reasoning, his rationale. Like oh, there was, there's probably only one other time that I didn't use someone's episode. Mm, take that back. There was two. We used his episode and he asked us to take it down. Okay. And I understand why. It, it was He would have gotten in trouble. It, well, because he, I, I asked him, he, he, he holds a, he holds a certain position as a massage therapist. And I was like kind of really clear with him. Like, I don't, want to i don't want you to regret this i don't want this to land you in hot water i don't want you to get fired i don't want this i don't want that so he was like yeah no problem no problem we did the recording and he's like do me a favor let me hear it before you put it out which i never do but because he was in this position and i really wanted him on and i wanted to hear what he had to say i'm like okay no problem and then we did the episode it was great and then i let him hear it he's like can you do me a favor can you take my name out? And I was like, okay, no problem. 
which it is a fucking problem because i can't go back and just like take out names like and now i gotta go find some some sort of sound to bleep his yeah, name out say, and then i gotta go i got i gotta re-listen to the whole thing over and over to to oh. hear every time his name is there or anytime there's a something that gives reference to who he is i gotta take that out cool i did that i sent it to him he's like okay everything's good i publish it two days later he's like mm, can you take it down Oh, and I'm like that got and it and it got tons of plays and it was a really interesting episode that was the was it but the one time that had I, a, he had a very good his reason, reason made sense to me it's but like, yeah this he's like I will lose this my job particular <laughs> person that asked us not to use his episode it was just because he felt like he could have done better and I'm like okay I get it but like you had your chance we did it. And I don't know. I, I I was honestly like really annoyed because it really felt like such a lack of respect for our time. You know, like we did this and I say our time really marks because yeah. Mark came in and recorded. It was like probably eight or 9 p.m. It was a late night one. And yeah. I just I, I couldn't, you know, I had to be with the kids. So Mark came in after hours, does this recording, then spends forever editing it because as we said, it took a lot of pulling teeth to get this guy to talk, finally gets a decent conversation going, edits it, and then, oh yeah, don't use it. I could do better. Like, yeah, well, you're not going to. So the guy that would have gotten trouble, like, what was that about? Like, why, he, why did his name removed? He he used to have a position at the college. And we we were talking to him about the position that he had. And you're not really supposed to do that. Mm. Well, I don't know if he wasn't supposed to do that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't say anything that was horrible. He I, didn't, didn't, I didn't think he said anything. He didn't, say, he, didn't, he, he didn't say anything that was bad at all. But he was applying for another position at the college at the time mm. and he's like I really don't want something lingering in, in that kind of gap of mm -hmm. him working there and then applying for a new position and I was like cool I get it I'm not going to affect your ability to earn an income like this is it's a fucking podcast I got no problem with that I don't know how I went on my rant I don't know either it just kind of happened it, shit. It? you needed you needed to get that off your chest but no this Apparently. did all start because Emily, sweet Emily, is taking one for the team and taking right. all these pain in the ass clients. Yes. And Mark is an done. old grumpy man that's done people pleasing. That's right. Yeah. And I'm We've gonna... been doing it a lot longer than me too, though. It'll, I'm sure they'll wear me out eventually and I'll be like, no. Yeah. But, but right now it's like it's half an hour. That's it. And I watch the time go by and it's great. Like five minutes left. And do you, do you just see dollar signs? Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like I'd rather that annoying person than a blank spot. Yeah. I get it. Like I'll, I'll deal with you just because I get paid to. How do you handle her like critiquing your every move? Like, do you oblige and say like, okay, sure, let me try it a different way? Or do you basically politely tell her like, shut the fuck up and let me do my job? I'm just like, mm-hmm. That's, I do that yeah. a lot. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Like, and you just ignore her and just do whatever you're going to do. Until she, because sometimes like she's almost, I swear she almost broke my thumb once. I was working on her neck and she's like no harder no harder she's like oh i'll do it and shoved her neck really hard into my thumb and like bent it back i freaked out at her at that time i'm like no i'm like you can't you can't be doing that i'm like i need my hands like if it's not if i wasn't like deep but i don't i couldn't have gone any deeper like i was almost breaking my thumb off just getting she's in there just and a she fucking just complainer eh? took yeah it upon herself to yeah slam her neck into my hand and it all yeah i freaked out a little bit because of that because it hurt really bad. I'm like, no, you can't just, you can't do that. Don't do that again. 
sorry. I don't understand where some people get that. Like, there are people like you who will eat the wrong food that was given to you because you don't want to cause a fuss. And then there are people who have to nitpick every (laughs) fucking thing that is happening around them. And I don't understand how those people don't realize, like... The people you're speaking to, they're other people. Like I know. They, they are people also that are just trying to do... You know what? If she doesn't like you as a therapist, find another one. Well, that's the thing. But now she'll just... She doesn't know that no one else will treat her. <laughs> she just... I guess we just have this understanding now. It's been like a year now since I've been You've been dealing with her so. for a year? Yeah. But oh, some people God. are like that. They just feel because they're paying you, they can just do and say she's not, and though. be... Not well, paying me your insurance. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like it's, she's it's, not even... But now she always wants to book with me. I just, I just don't care. Maybe I just take things with a grain of salt and just don't give a shit. When other people give a shit, mm. I just That's don't. good that you can have that attitude. I had a client, and maybe it was because of my greenness in the profession. Like, I was really, really new. But I had a client who used to complain about everything, from the temperature of the room, mm-hmm. which she very well knew I had no control over. We were in an old building that had shitty, shitty um, ventilation. Like, there was not much I could do. So it was either way too hot or way too cold. I did things to try to help it. So obviously, when it was freezing, I had a space heater. I had thermophores. I had extra blood. Like I did everything I could to keep the clients warm. Everybody else was very appreciative of the measures I went to, to adapt to this crackety old building that just, you know, was either too hot or too cold. But she would always complain about the temperature. Sometimes she would say like, oh, I'm just like, she's on the table. I'm just having so much trouble relaxing. I just, I just can't. It's just way too cold in here. Do you have another blanket? Another blanket? And I was like, are you? like?" (laughs) Except hers is hot flashes. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. So it's always heat on, heat off. Blanket on, blanket off. See, yeah. Fan on. These are people that just like to complain. If you want something different, go fucking somewhere else. Yeah. Well, this same person would even complain about the volume of the music. Some days she would say to me, oh, can you turn that down? It's very distracting. And then other days, mm-hmm. can you turn the music up? It's like, I don't even hear it. I'm like, okay, do you want, like, I, I don't know. I started giving uh, my clients when I worked at that particular place, a choice of music, you know, like, what do you like to listen to while you're getting treatment? So she would even kind of tell me what she wanted to listen to, but then would still sometimes request a change in music. I'm like, you want me with my oily fucking hands to go change the music because now you don't enjoy it? Like, yeah, I can't say that I miss that one client. No, no doubt. Actually, that's a, a question then. Because you work in such a like rehab type of environment, do you still do like the music and the relaxing kind of stuff? Or is it very clinical? It is pretty clinical. Like I have like a playlist. I mostly play like low key chilled 90s rock yeah, songs, okay. basically. And it's always just kind of on and it plays no one really says anything but yeah like treatments are like half an hour like there isn't a lot of time to get all like cozy up and dim <laughs> lighting and put on like rivers flowing and and that shit makes me want to fall asleep anyway I, I have a hard time treating to that type of yeah. music we talked about this on another episode i had one client who requested silence during the treatment and i was suddenly super awkward very aware of my breathing i'm used to having music playing even if it's not relaxation music like a lot of times i am just playing like you said like mellow kind of classic rock but there's usually some kind of background noise mm-hmm. this particular treatment when he asked for silence i even felt like with every step i took i'm like am i stepping too hard should i remove my shoes like and then it was your so stomach starts up too every time if it's silent my stomach <laughs> yeah. is growling it was so awkward yeah i've had that before too where people just want silence 
It's like, all right. But yeah, that's when your stomach usually starts. For me, <laughs> like, sorry, for me that it's my it. breath. I don't feel that I'm a heavy breather, but I think Until when I so get silent. nervous, then I, I start breathing heavy. Mm. I don't know. You get nervous? I get nervous, not nervous. Uh, it's awkward. Like, mm. because it's quiet, I start hearing sounds so like i start noticing what's happening so i'll hear the clients breathing then suddenly i'm like am i breathing loud are they listening to me breathing like i get all in my head it starts this massive chain reaction of nonsense eh? yeah oh and like emily said then my stomach will start growling and then i feel the need to like make sure they know like that was my stomach and not my butt like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sorry so what if it's your butt you fart everyone farts people fart sometimes you're standing in a circle of people and you think it might be a silent one and it's not a silent one and actually everyone Stop hears it. Stop it. Why okay. am I stopping? I've, 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 I've never farted while I've been treating. People have farted while I've been treating them, but yeah, not the other way around. Thank God. I want to hear yet, I want to hear a farting story from you, but I can't help it. I have to tell this story because it just happened. Well, you're brave. You're brave. I, I have to. <laughs> end of story. My, what did you say? Yeah. My story's not a story. Client farted the end. No, this one was so, so funny. And it's it's not gonna come across as funny because you had to see this chick's face. So this was a this was a new client of mine. I just want to go on record as saying I advise you not to tell this story. Why? Because oh, now I want to hear me, it. I was like, why? It's nothing bad. <laughs> no, this is a woman that um, I met uh, working out, and you know, she found out I was a therapist. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so I don't know her very well, but she came in and she starts describing her pain to me. And immediately I'm thinking like she might possibly have some kind of space occupying lesion, herniated disc, whatever. And I was like, okay, let me do some assessments. I was thinking of a completely different story, but go ahead. Got to hear yours. Yeah, now I'm wondering what you were thinking. (laughs) Anyway, so I um, had said to Mark before I went into this treatment that I was like, you know, I've never actually done a Valsalva test like since I was a student. And I'm like, I'm going to try that just generally because she had so many different areas of her back that were in pain. And I wanted to see like (laughs) what she would feel. And I was like, you know, then I'll get more specific and do like myotome testing, whatever. So I go in and I explain the Valsalva to her and she does it. And sure enough, she shows me three different places where she felt like excruciating pain when she did that. And I was like, I'm like, okay. So then I start to walk over to her. As I'm walking over to her, all of a sudden her face changes to like a deer in the headlights. And she kind of stands up and like almost stops me in my tracks from walking to where she was just sitting. And she goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, what? Like, I was so confused. She's like, I farted over there. She was stopping (laughs) me from walking into her fart cloud. Oh, that was nice of her, yeah, though. It was, was like, nice of her. I was like, oh, I'm like, it's okay. It's my fault. I'm like, I made you, like, push, basically. So yeah, like, right. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but her face was pure comedy. Like, it was deer in the headlights. Like, what are you doing? Why are you walking over here? Because when I had her do the assessment, I was actually sitting on the other side of the room. Oh, all right. So I'm getting closer to her fart cloud. She stopped me. <laughs> Oh, what a nice woman. That is nice. That is nice. I appreciate it. She gives you a warning. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to walk in an unexpected fart cloud. For the record, though, I did did continue into the fart cloud and it didn't smell. So it was silent. I love that you walked through and just had to smell to see if it did, though. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I didn't think of that. Usually when someone (laughs) says I farted, the last thing I'm going to do is like like, smell (laughs) to make sure you did. I I needed to get to the end of the table. That's where she was. So I had to continue to walk. That's right. And there was no stink, right. so it was all And good. holding your breath is not an option, apparently. <laughs> Breathe through your mouth, though. <laughs> wow, I just got called out for sniffing a fart. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all right. Oh, you're right. It's what I did. Maybe it's because I have kids and I don't think it's gross. That's true. No. Anyway, somebody else tell a story because now I'm just realizing that I smelled a fart on purpose and I can't I can't live with myself right now. What were, Better you than me. What Next. were you doing in England? What uh, made you what made you My family all lives there? Ah. So I was just yeah, visiting family. Right She's on. an English country bumpkin. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to meet my cousin's new kid, who I actually like. I don't like kids, but this kid is, oh, I fell in love with her. I just, I was having fun just sitting there watching Peppa Pig with her. And <laughs> she calls me Ella B. Oh. Yeah. Some kids are cool, but it's just, it's the same way. Like, I'm not an animal person. And I know every animal person gives me the stare of death when I say that. But the way you feel about kids is the way I feel about dogs. I don't want dogs living in my house. No. Other people's dogs, I can kind of appreciate. I've even had friends who have had dogs that I really like. But there's no part of me that wants to own a dog and have that animal live in my house fair enough so i get it um but yeah so there's you there's probably some kids you would meet and really really like but you know as a whole yeah you don't want them living in your space no well they just they yeah they demand but this kid didn't i think that's why i liked her she was just so easygoing like even with nap time most like when you got a bunch of people over kids are gonna fight you not want to nap she's mm-hmm. like all right bye like just go, go to bed i'm like wow that was that, that is, was really that is easy. our kids actually it's so super awesome like when i tell my my two-year-old okay it's nap time she goes okay and she walks herself into her room she crawls into her bed she puts the covers on she tells me to sing her a song and sometimes halfway through the song she goes to me i'm sleeping now and i have to leave <laughs> oh wow is that the younger one yeah <laughs> A little firecracker. I'm sleeping now. You can go. Shut up, mom. See if like I was guaranteed a cool little chill kid like that, then I might do it. But I'd end up with like Chucky or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the devil child that just never sleeps and colic. I'd end up with me. <laughs> no, I'm good. My little like firecracker my <laughs> was colicky actually. Mm. And it was interesting. I met a mom when I had this little baby who cried from the minute her eyes opened until they closed again. I met a mom who had a colicky son and at the time I met her, he was five or six, and he was the best little kid, like just exactly as you're describing, well, like super chill. Ache, right? like such it's a, not their fault. He was such a cool little kid. And she kept saying to me, she's like, trust me. She goes, the hardest newborns become the best toddlers and then the most awesome kids. She's like, she's going to get, and I said, I'm going to hold on to that. And I did. And I kept saying, it's okay. It's okay. Right now we got some challenges. We got some challenges, but she is going to be, and she is like the fucking coolest little toddler. Like, I'm not saying easy because she's got energy like you wouldn't believe. And she never stops moving like literally ever, but she's she's good you know like i said she'll she'll go to bed when it's time for bed when i tell her it's time to eat she walks over to her chair she climbs in she buckles up her strap and grabs her forks like all right what are we having no that's in the other one she's also pretty easy actually i do i i almost hate to talk about the kids sometimes because a i sound like that client you have that thinks i'm the best and my kids are the best you're a mom like i get that like every mom wants to talk about their kids because they're your kids right i mean i hate hate to tell people how awesome they are because you sound like every other mom who thinks their kids are awesome so you don't always hear that oh really i don't know i feel like i'm surrounded by that i feel like moms always think like their kids are the greatest but i i I don't know i kind of get it because i really think that our kids are so chill like i don't i don't have a lot of problems they eat well they sleep well they're not little shits they don't you guys are chilled though so i guess like your vibes would kind of i remember someone saying that to me that like because we are so easygoing that's why the kids are but 
I uh, I can be pretty high, strong, and uptight. Oh, really? Since I've had kids, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever was before. But since I've had them, I'm a little more of like a crazy person. So you used to be cool. Totes. Oh, all right. <laughs> now I say things like totes, totes and goats. <laughs> How do you know what that means? Right? I just picture like a tote with goats yeah. in it. <laughs> oh, a little bumpkin. I can't stop. I can't. I'm sorry. It's all right. Whatever makes you smile. <laughs> you got any more massage related questions for Emily? I know. It feels like there wasn't. I think there was some. Some. Massage. Yeah, there might have been a little bit of massage going yeah. on. Probably more than we thought. You see yourself doing this for a long time? I do. Maybe some of the days where I have like a crazy long day and I like I'm in pain. Sometimes I'm like, how long am I going to be able to do this for? But I look after myself pretty well. So I think I think a while. What do you hate most about this job? <laughs> that lady. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing that comes to my head is her face. Um, <laughs> I hate I her really, face I don't really hate most. a lot. I think in life, I'm most content when I'm at work mm. at this point in my life. So I don't I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, her. That's her. Just it. her. Lady, yeah. if you would just go away, Emily would be so happy at work. <laughs> oh, she's got to be fine eventually. Maybe. Step up my game or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> her problem is she just sits around all the time on her, like on her like iPad or whatever and you can tell by the issues she has with like her neck and her upper back mm. that she's just always hunched over looking at her iPad. I heard text neck being used differently by the way. When I hear text neck amongst like you know chiros, physios, massage therapists, I always assume we're talking about you know like a forward head posture and about you know all the issues that come along with this, mm-hmm. right? Like this is what I'm picturing. And I was watching two moms do a video talking about text neck and talking. I mean, it's the same idea, but they were talking about the aesthetics and all the wrinkles they have in the front of their neck. Oh, really? So they were going to get Botox for their text neck. That's a thing. Neck Botox. Yeah, that's a thing. So you don't have like an old lady wrinkled neck. Yeah, I'd think more of the head, like the first stuff you were saying. I wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) think about the wrinkle (laughs) aspect of it, but... Yeah, poor kids these days. They all have horrible posture and you just you see it all the time. They're always on Yeah, their they really do, yeah. You try to tell them it's because of their phone. They're like, no, like they don't even want to hear it. Because they don't know a life without the technology. Mm-hmm. That's just the way things are. Well, this isn't causing my problem. Everybody does this. I'm always like this on my phone now just because I'm so aware <laughs> of like my bad posture. I'm always, but I'm not on my phone that often anyway. But that made it look like you, like, old lady can't see shit up close, actually. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm more. <laughs> By the way, people no, listening to us can't tell. Emily's holding her phone at eye level and <laughs> yeah. far away from her. So either she can't see close up and needs reading glasses, or she's trying to prevent text neck either for the aesthetics or, or I have for really good eyes and I can just see really far away. If you can mm. just see really far away, you could probably also see at a normal distance. So wait, wait, wait. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> why are you why are you not like the rest of us on your phone all the time? Like why is this not a thing for you? I don't know. Like what are you on the well, you phone don't, you to don't, do? Like you don't other find, than you don't find Instagram interesting? Like what's the deal? No, not overly social media is not your thing? All right. I go on it once in a while if I'm bored or like on the shitter or something and I have nothing else to do, but I just find like my Facebook page is just filled with, you know, stay at home moms telling me about how their day is gone and how they started their day and what they're Preach. doing now and what they're and it's just like, okay, so you all three have had your breakfast, kids are kids are at school, kids are off and, to school. and now you're doing laundry. Okay, that's like, why did I even go on Facebook for? Like I could have it's just because at my age, that's what everyone has going on in their life now. Like all my friends is a whole lot of kid raising. You know why I get 
get that because I, I I showed up to the the marriage kids ball game super super late. Like I didn't. Nothing wrong with that. You got to enjoy old, your how, life. How old was I when, when we, we got married? married you yeah. were thirty seven. Yeah, and so first child at thirty nine. So like ten ten years before, ten fifteen years before, when all my friends are getting married, having children, like that's what all I would hear, and I'm like, this is not where I am at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I totally. Get and now what you're all saying. your friends have like teenagers. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and you're it's, just it's, actually you just one of his ones. his good friends. I mean, yeah, one of his good friends is technically a. Great grandfather now i it's not his biological child but i mean those two have been together long enough that he partially helped raise that i have no idea who you're talking about right now (laughs) we'll talk off mic but no he has a friend who married a woman who had children already and now her kids are starting to have kids so i guess he's technically a grandfather yeah like i'm sure that child will call him grandpa like i don't think the kids call him dad because he came into the picture when they were teenagers mm-hmm. but that and kid that's that's their, dad. that's their grandfather right but yeah i totally get what you're saying there it's just it's boring there isn't a whole lot going on yeah like i couldn't care less when my all my friends were fucking doing... i don't think everybody everybody like when you said why aren't you on your phones as much as the rest of us i don't think it is everybody i actually know people uh, people that i know really well who have a certain time in the night where they put their phones away like they don't look at them again it's family time it's home time like you don't even try to call them because they're not going to answer you till the next day. And I love that. And I respect that. And I always tell him, like, I wish we could have a little more of that. It is difficult being that our jobs are online. Well, that's the thing. We're, that's probably we're always be. online because we kind of have to be. Yeah, and that makes sense, sometimes but... I just I want to like throw our phones in the river, but then we <laughs> wouldn't make any money. So we don't. Yeah. yeah. Like I lose my my shit. Like I'll get blocked from even logging into Facebook or I'll get blocked from posting things in groups for whatever reason. All you motherfuckers out there reporting me anyway. And, but <laughs> really it, that happens? Yeah. But it messes it messes me up for like three or four days because like that's where I do a lot of the shit I need to do for work. Yeah, understandable. See, I don't have anything connected to like yeah, social if media. I didn't, if someone if messages I didn't me, I'll go on be. there and I'll talk to them. But other than that, I don't it's not much interesting going on. And podcasts, even I listen to a lot of them, but then it's my phone's in my pocket and I got earphones mm-hmm. on. I'm not like hunched over because you don't got to watch a podcast. I love so. that though. <laughs> I feel like yeah. so for example when I'm out and about like if i'm waiting in line for you, you food mean? if i'm <laughs> sitting at a I restaurant waiting for my food <laughs> if i'm walking down the street like if i'm going somewhere i'm walking i'm most of the time not looking at my phone i'm not on my phone i'm looking around because i love people watching but i'm noticing how everybody else is on their phone i'm like nobody's looking back at me no nope. like i'm looking at a whole bunch of people who don't even know that I'm looking at them. I know, it's crazy. People watching is becoming a lot less interesting because everybody's just looking down. Yeah, they're all watching people, but on their phone. Yeah, it's very bizarre. So yeah, I guess there's a lot of people that are really addicted to their phones. I don't feel like I'm one of them. I pick up my phone a lot more than I want to when him and I are together because he'll be working, like he's legitimately doing something on his phone. (laughs) And if I don't have anything to do at that moment... I will just find myself picking it up and scrolling mindlessly through Instagram because yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for him to put his phone down so we can hang out. Yeah. See, that happens to me once in a while. I'm yeah. bored. Oh, God, now I'm really bored. <laughs> I'll just put it down. But. Oh, my God. I'm now like starting to feel really self-conscious. You and I are Facebook friends. I'm like, how many pictures of my kids do you have to see when you pick up your phone? <laughs> I don't. It's not that often. So 
I don't think you don't post that much. I don't think I used to be worse. I think I've probably settled down a little bit. The novelty wears off, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone thinks my kids are cute. It's great. I don't need to <laughs> keep shoving in people's face. They are really cute kids, though. I feel like you had to say that now. No, they are. <laughs> they are super cute. I still think Thanks. kids are cute. I'm just not a big fan of being around them. I <laughs> like hanging out with them. They're still cute. <laughs> do you treat any children? I know that a couple of the MVAs I had were kids. Yeah, I do. Yeah? Actually, and it's not the easiest thing in the world. What like, do you uh, find challenging? They just, like a one-year-old, two-year-old, all they just want to do oh. is move. Yeah. And jump around and like they don't, they're just grabbing on to like my nose ring and just like just all sorts they just won't sit still so it's almost impossible where's the parents like when you're doing a, a treatment with a toddler isn't the parent in the room with you yeah and they're not stopping their kid from no because they're on their phone <laughs> no they're just talking to me usually and they're just like hey come on settle down but it's a two-year-old it's not you know good. what though care. i kind of get it though i like i'm i'm being so serious i'm it's annoying when parents don't control their kids, but there's sometimes where I see I'm out somewhere and I see a kid who's kind of going crazy and the parent isn't doing much. I've been at that point where you're just so fucking exhausted of like, okay, stop. Okay, come back. That sometimes you just let something go if it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe if that parent thinks like, okay, Emily's got this, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to sit down and not parent right now why not yeah do you hate do you hate those moments like i've never treated someone that young the youngest person i've ever treated is probably like seven or eight no i try to embrace it i suppose they've all been super cute funny little kids even if they're super cute funny kids i would fucking hate it i'd be like i can't fucking do this i don't want to do this i don't want to treat a fucking two-year-old yeah so i just find like i can't do anything so it's kind of a wasted half hour yeah i suppose what the fuck a lot like joint mopes and stuff i don't know because i won't sit still enough and well half the time they don't even have anything really wrong with them anyway so just their parents just think they do because they were in the accident with them and there really isn't anything yeah no that thing comes back that kid was in or from the hospital or anything so that kid was in the best supported fucking seat ever that right? kid nothing's wrong with that kid car seats are like fucking it's like NASA a tank derived yeah, they you know? like they're days. yeah nothing's happening to a kid if they're in a proper car seat and that is installed properly and they are buckled properly no when it comes to kids i think What's more annoying is people that come in to get treated and they bring their kids with them and they mm. just run around the gym area and they're just running around all over the place. And it's like you couldn't have found like a babysitter or something because usually poor reception, like she usually gets to like look after them and deal yeah, with I it. Yeah, I guess and, like, that would be annoying. And it's not her job to be looking after other people's children. Or even when they're in the in the room, the treatment room with parent i i'm not a big fan of that i have let that happen usually they're just on their phones though yeah (laughs) so it doesn't they're not really doing anything i let people bring their babies in because i do understand how like when you're a mom at home with a baby sometimes you can't get away so if he's not teaching i'll let my clients come in and bring their babies so i just i know that i'm kind of taking a pay hit for this but i don't mind like i will if it's an hour treatment i make sure that i've got some time before and after because often times like you know we have to stop so they can settle the kid down or they might have to nurse or something so I'm very baby friendly there's been only a couple times that parents have had to bring their kids and because we've got the classroom here usually they just sit them down at the table if they haven't brought an iPad or something I'll give them some paper and pens I'm like draw me a picture and there hasn't been a lot of trouble 
one time we had kids here that decided they were going to practice their dance routine out in the classroom and i had to tell they them all the like, space right yeah i was like uh, you kind of got to st- like there's offices surrounding us people are working in this building you can't be jumping around and doing like backflips in my office but otherwise we've been okay that's a niche right there moms bring your babies have a daycare at your fucking clinic is that what you're planning on doing oh no i just had that idea right now <laughs> I did just finish my uh, doula training this past weekend. Oh, nice. I don't want to have any more of We're my talking own babies. everything she doesn't give a shit about. I know. <laughs> I'm doing a good job at pretending, though. You're doing I? a great job. Thanks. I don't want to have any through. more babies, but I would love to help other people bring their babies in the world into the world, but then send them home with them. Mm. I guess you won't be my client. It's fine. No, probably not. <laughs> I've watched, like... Do you got to like be there when people are like having their babies? Uh, like, yeah. Ooh, I've done that. It's nasty. <laughs> my sister. Yeah. Gross. You were there for your sister? Yeah. Now my niece is almost 20. That was a long time ago. Oh, so you were like super young watching a birth. Yeah, I was about 15. No wonder you don't want kids. <laughs> I know, right? It's not something a 15 year old should watch. <laughs> my sister was only 17. She wasn't oh. much. Yeah. yeah, she probably needed you there. It's like. Fuck, that's scary to do when you're 17. Yeah, it was a pretty funny situation. She's mostly, she's mostly worried. She wasn't worried about the pain or anything like that. She was worried she was going to poop mm. and that people were going to see it. That's a typical a very 17 common, year old, right? That's a like very that's common what she worry. was worried about. She said, I don't care about the pain. I just hope I don't take a shit. I don't want anyone to see that. She did. Of course she, she did. did. She didn't even know. She didn't even know what happened. So No, we talked about that this weekend. They get rid of that so fast. They do. You don't even know that it yeah, happened. The nurse is like, oh, don't need that there. Yeah. She doesn't. She was in and out and it was wherever she brought it. Wherever she brought it. <laughs> it was super fast. Yeah, those rooms are hot and smelly and... <laughs> This might be the greatest episode. I was gonna say I like having Emily here on the couch. <laughs> you're super regular. blunt. You've got kind of a dry sense of humor, but you're very honest. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, dry. You're right. Sarcastic a bit. That's why I was worried. I'm like, am I gonna have anything funny to say? Like when I come here? No, I, I think know. you just be you. <laughs> And it's funny. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> well, I mean, as soon as you said that you were a water buffalo farmer, like that was it. That was it. You Never made had the episode. one of those on here before. I can't say that we've had we have any farmers of any kind. Huh? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I had a client who was a farmer um, way way back, and that's how I know that you have to be really fucking rich to own a farm. Do people that grow weed do they count? Yeah, I don't know agriculture. No. Are they are they growing copious amounts or the four plants that we're legally allowed to grow on our own? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. No, more. you're a I farmer. think that's different. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more than four, but yeah, yeah. just wondering. Sure. You can be a weed farmer. Um, We have friends who used to say they were going to be Christmas tree farmers. They did actually move to a farm. They're not farming Christmas trees, but... That's my dream job. Really? Yeah. I thought your dream job was being a Walmart greeter. Well, that too. Or a motorcycle mechanic. Your time will come. Yeah. You'll be the Walmart greeter one day. I'm... (laughs) It's just older people, right? I'm banking like, on don't... it. That must be the best job ever. Stand there. What's what? What would be the best job you've ever had? Is this it? Oh, it'd be a tie between this and farming, though. What else have you done? I've worked in an abattoir. Um, waitress. So waitressing suck. I've never. I've never worked retail. I've never worked. I've never worked restaurant business. Never worked in an abattoir. No. How do you know what that is? <laughs> slaughterhouse oh geez no you worked in a slaughterhouse i didn't know what that word meant either but i was waiting Fancy. to see if you're waiting French you're waiting, or something? You're waiting for me to be like her because my face was like i don't know what that is no 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 i i stopped to look at the time and then i heard her say that and i'm like okay i'll get back to you like the unprofessional two hours right um whoa what was that like 
I don't even know if I want to get into that. You get used to it. It was um, it was hard at first. Like I started like just like butchering and stuff like that, like the other side of the kill floor. And I was on the kill floor for a bit, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. Like when it's like with the veal and like. Oh, because you love animals. animals. Yeah, yeah, you're an animal person. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I did it because, like, you have to, and it's quick. Like, we should it's put not a little like, like spoiler at the beginning of this episode. Vegans plug your ears. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Explicit for vegans. Yeah, it's all right. Job though, it's okay. And pay the bills. Like you do what you can get, and when you're in such a small farming town, you, you're kind of stuck with what there is slaughterhouses and buffalo farms would you ever go do this job in a small town this yeah um like i have like a lot of private clients like when i go back home to sterling then i'll work like go to their houses and stuff but there isn't a lot of i don't know if there'd be enough demand i don't know man we know some people that are in really small places like there's a dude that we met and we hung out with him the whole weekend of the canadian massage conference from wawa and yeah. like i don't know how <laughs> many people i don't know how many people are in fucking wawa but Not he's like lot. he's like one <laughs> of he's like. like one of two massage therapists Did he say there was two yeah there? or he might have been the only i remember it was yeah he's like super isolated i think he's the only i think it's him one chiropractor and like one physio or something but yeah well, that's he became like way sterling is too there's the one of each and so everyone kind of doesn't want to stray too far from their people but i do the house calls so people like that interesting that's probably a whole thing there for you man just go do house calls and steal everyone's patience do you remember when we were hanging out with that guy from wawa that you said i want to record an episode with someone from a small town here you go yeah but (laughs) no i'm kidding you wanted someone who worked in a small town i know Mm, yeah he was a nice guy. He became our bestie that weekend. We hung out with him the entire weekend. Yeah, he was a good guy. He is He is a good guy. Well, was. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's, well, things change. He might not be now. What else? What else, guys? What else? I don't know. Let's end with Mark's lottery question. Since you've listened to some episodes, if you won the lottery, what day is today? Today is Tuesday. Is there draws on Tuesday? I think so. If you win the lottery today, tomorrow, whatever, are you going to continue to work in this field or are you piecing out with that money how big is this lottery i don't know it's millions how, how, how much would it take you to not do this anymore what's the what's the <laughs> what's the lowest we can go to to take you away from this job what else would i be doing though? well that's why this is the million dollar question i know that's dun, a hard dun, dun. one do i get a million dollars if i answer it if i had a million dollars <laughs> would we be sitting here having this conversation <laughs> no, a million not. dollars doesn't go very far in this fucking city no it doesn't <sighs> so but let's say we'd be sitting in a nicer several studio million. <laughs> <laughs> see i don't know that's a hard question i mean you'd need you'd still need something to do with your would life. you would you would i be doing this would I'm, you I'm not really lie. probably not i don't know i, I was rich like why would i i wouldn't but i unlike you i would do, i i don't feel i need to do anything i think i would do nothing and be absolutely fucking happy to travel doing i think and i wouldn't yeah, even do I'd that i probably still treat like friends and family because i just always someone has an ache and i'm always in there usually <laughs> seeing if i can do something but for money um, no man. i'd probably just sit on my big ass stack of money and chill yeah that's what I would do. I would do fucking nothing. I wouldn't do nothing. I think you'd be bored doing nothing, but... You'd get bored eventually. You would do When something. I say doing nothing, I mean like just doing shit that I want to do. I okay, mean, there you yeah, go. Yeah, well, there you go. And that's, I think, majority of people, if they won the lottery, they would just live their life in the exact way that they wanted to. Most people Which is probably, doing not much of anything for me. <laughs> which for you. Just travel around. Mark's hobbies are Sit sitting boat. down, lying down, 
finding different places to sit down but and lie down. But you could down. do that in so many different places, like mm. other countries. I know, there. but I'm, I don't think I'm much of a travel dude. No, no. we no. always talk about this. He's really not. Yeah. So you'd literally just be hanging out in your big mansion lane. Not even a big mansion. I, I think I wouldn't even want something s- stupid like that. Not not if you live in a big mansion. I don't mean you're stupid. We could be, <laughs> we could be friends. <laughs> I don't think I would even do that, to be honest with you. I think I just have a modest living somewhere with a lot of motorcycles. So you just be ripping around. Pretty much, yeah. Ripping around Ontario because you don't like going. <laughs> There's some pretty cool places you can take your motorcycles. Like you can have a motorcycle in every country with your Ooh. own jet and then just go down there, like a motorcycle through Italy and like. I never thought of this. Right? Yeah, you need to think yeah. about your million dollar question a little more there. Yeah, but. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just changed my mind. <laughs> Wow, you have given him something to think about. That's pretty impressive because as long as I've known this man, he's pretty set in his ways. And as he gets older, it becomes harder and harder to move him. You just gotta stick him on a motorcycle and he'll go anywhere. Don't get me started on the motorcycles. (laughs) All right. I've been told. Don't look at me. Sorry. All right, I think that I think that wraps it up because now we're just talking nonsense. I think everyone's tired. I think we started talking nonsense from the get go. <laughs> I know, I think so. We did, but I like it. I mean, to summarize, farming buffaloes was it buff- water buffaloes mm-hmm. is a really cool job. Sounds disgusting. You warm your hands up and pee, yep. and um, disgusting but rewarding. If you're not making enough money, you can become a massage therapist. <laughs> there you go. Dun dun dun. Yep. Right on. Thanks for coming by. This was fun. Thanks for having me. You guys have been listening to two massage therapist in a microphone. Peace.